Hi, I'm back. I'll be reading from Joel Osteen Breakout, Five Keys to Go Beyond Your Barriers and Live an Extraordinary Life. Okay, we're up to Chapter 12. Chapter 12, when, well, remind God of what he said. One of the most powerful ways to pray is to find a promise in the scripture. Remind God, remind God what he said about you, God. You said I'm blessed and cannot because, God, you said with long life you will satisfy me. God, you said your favor is, is not for a season but for a lifetime. When, when you can say, God, you said all of heaven comes. To attention, God is faithful to his word. Isaiah 62, verse 6 says, Put God in remembrance of his promises. It doesn't say, Put God in remembrance of your problems. Sometimes we use prayer as an, as an excuse to complain. God, these people at work are not treating me right. Oh God, the, oh God, these gas prices are so high, I don't know how. I'm going to make it, oh God, these children are getting on my nerves, are getting on my nerves. I can't take it anymore. You don't have to tell God your problems. He, he already knows what you are going through. He, he knows every need and every concern. He knows the number of hairs on your heads. And so, it's okay to be open and honest and tell God how you feel, but don't turn that into a, into a self-pity session. All that would do is make you more discouraged. If you want to see things change, if you want God to turn it around, then instead of complaining, find a promise you can stand on. Go to God and say, God, you said when the, when the enemies come against me one way, you would defeat them and cause them to flee seven different ways. Yes, these gas prices are high, but I'm not focused on that, God. You said you would you were supply all of my needs according to your riches. You said you are Jo. You said you are you are Jehovah, J I R E H, the Lord my provider. Yes, people at work are not treating me right, but I'm not here to complain. God, you said you would be my vindicator. You said you would fight my battles. You said what is meant for my harm, you would turn and use to my advantage. When you put God in remembrance of his promises, you will allow God to bring them to pass. You may not feel well. The medical report may not, may not look good. You could easily say, God, I don't see how I will make it. I don't see how I will ever get well. The report is so bad. So bad. Instead of putting God in remembrance of your problems, Put God in remembrance of his promises. God, you said you would restore health unto me and heal me of my wounds. You said I would live and not die. You said what is impossible with men is possible with God. When you pray the promises instead of praying the problems, you will feel better. And it will change your attitude from a victims to a victors. God's word coming out of your mouth is alive and powerful. When God hears his promises, he dispatches angels with the answers. He sets the miracle into motion. He will change things in your favor. It may not happen overnight, but just stay in faith and keep reminding God what he promised, what he promised you 
day in and day out, instead of complaining about him. God, you said, instead of begging, we might, and God, you said, instead, instead of describing those circumstances, bring up his promises, God, you said, if you would get in the habit of saying, God, you said, then eventually you will see what God, what God, what God said come to pass in your life. One day, instead of saying, God, you said, you will say, God, you did it. You turned it around. You blessed me. You healed me. You favored me. You restored me. You vindicated me. You are true to what you, you said. When we parents promise our children something, we would do everything possible to bring that promise to pass. Our daughter, Alexandria, loves to go to Disneyland. We took her there when she was just three years old, and she and she has and she has been hooked ever since. Now she is a teenager, and we haven't been there in some time. I was I was saying good night to her recently, and she said, "Daddy, I really want to go back to Disneyland. Will you take me sometime?" I didn't think much about it. I just said in passing, "So, I will take you again. We'll go sometime." You promise? She said, "Yes, I promise." I didn't know what I was getting myself into. The next morning, bright and early, Daddy. You said we're going to Disneyland. Daddy, you said we're going to Disneyland. Now when are we going? I thought, man alive, I just got out of bed every other day. Daddy, you said, you said, you said. I must have heard that a thousand times. She was not about to let me forget that promise. Needless to say, it wasn't long before we were back at Disneyland. If we as earthly parents are, that moved and our children remind us what we have promised. If we feel such a strong obligation to respond to the uses, how much more will our Heavenly Father's Father stand behind His word? He cannot lie. We can break promises. We can break promises. I could have put off my daughter and not been true to my word, but God, can, but God cannot. But God cannot go against his word. All of his promises are yes and amen. You need to find you need to find some new sets. Father, you said, I will lend and not borrow. We might God of that again and again. Maybe business is slow and you don't see how your situation could work out. Don't go to God with that. Take a take a you said, Father, you said you would open the windows of heaven. You said my cut you said my cup would run over. You said, whatever I touch will succeed. You said you would prosper me even in a desert. In a desert. When you are constantly reminding God of what he said, you are releasing your faith. I talked to a lady whose 17-year-old marriage was coming to an end. She was devastated. Her husband had left her. For someone else, her whole, whole world looked like it was falling apart. In that situation, it's easy to get depressed and fall into self-pity and not have any hope for the future. But I told her what I'm telling you. You have got to find some you said, Father, you said you would give me beauty for ashes. God, you said you would you would pay me back double for the unfair things that have happened. God, you said my end would be better then. My beginning. You said all things are going to work together for my good. 
When you are tempted to fall into self-pity, just turn it around and declare, A, you said all, all through the day we should be putting God in remembrance of his promises, just like my daughter Alexandria. Eating breakfast out of the blue, Daddy, you said we're going to Disneyland. When are we going? I don't I don't know Alexandria yet. But Daddy, you said, finally I told Alexander. Alexander, I know. I have said it. You have reminded me 450 times we went to Disneyland. Not, not because I wanted to, but because of what I promised. Isaiah chapter 62, verses 6 to 7 says, Put God in remembrance of his promises. Keep not silent, give him no rest till it comes to pass. That was what Alexandria did. She's an expert. She gave me nowhere. She kept not silent. When you are standing on a promise, you can't remind God one time. And I think that's good enough. It says keep. Keep not silent. That means you have to be persistent. You have got to show God you mean business. Not nagging God. Not begging God. But in faith, going to God and reminding him over and over what he promised you. When you wake up in the morning and those dog. And those dark and those and those dark thoughts come. You will never get well. You will never accomplish your dreams. You will never get out of debt. Don't listen to them. Instead, kick it into gear, Father. You said the moment I pray, the tide of the battle turns. Taking a shower, God. You said I am more than a conqueror. Driving to work, God. You said many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver me out of them all at the office. Under your breath, God, you said, you hold victory in store for the upright. For the upright. Driving home, God, you said, you go before me and make my crooked places straight. It's not enough to do it one time and think you are done. Joel, I did this 37 years ago. You have got to be persistent. The scripture says, keep not silent. You have to be a pest when it comes to reminding God what he promised you. Not bragging, not demanding, but relentless. Jesus told a parable about an unfair, unjust judge. This man neither feared God nor respected people. One day this widow woman came to came to him and said, Judge, I have a problem. This man is bothering me. I need I need you I need you to make to make him leave me alone. I need protection. She was saying I have a problem from the government. The law is on my side. Judge, I'm asking you to enforce the law, make him leave me alone. This judge didn't give her the time of day. He didn't pay any attention to her. He said, I'm not ruling on your case. Don't bother me with that. Just leave my courtroom. Just leave my courtroom. She left, but she didn't get discouraged. She knew the law was on her side. She kept going back day after day, week after week. 
Every time the judge walked in his courtroom, that woman was there, making her case. Judge, enforce this law. It's my wife. It's on my side. Finally, she wore the judge down. The judge said, Lady, I'm going to help you, not because I want to or because I like you. I'm going, I'm going to do it ju just so you will leave me alone. One scripture says, Because of your shameless persistence. That's the way we need to be when it comes to reminding God what he said. The good news is God is not like this judge. He, like this judge, God is for us. He is on our side. But if, but if we are to see his promises come to pass, we must, we must have this shameless persistence. Some promises you may have to, 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 to stand on for a, for a year or five years or 20 years. Whatever the case, like this lady, you should have a made-up mind. You are not remaining silent. You know what You know what belongs to you. My sister, L-I-S-A, and her husband, Kevin, have been trying to have a baby for 60 years with no success. L-I-S-A wrote a contract with God. She listed on a piece of paper, on a piece of paper, all of the promises she was standing on concerning having a baby. She made it like a legal contract. She even signed the bottom of it. And she had Kevin sign it too. Isaiah 41 says, present your case before God. Make your arguments. Bring forth your proof. L-I-S-A wrote at the top of the contract, uh, of the contract, God, Kevin and I are presenting our case to you. Our case is based on your word, God. You said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, to be fruitful and multiply God. How can we do that unless you help us, God? You said in Psalm 112, our children would be mighty in the land, God. How can that be unless you give us children, God? You said in Psalm 113, that you make, that you make the barren woman a happy mother of children. How can that be God, unless you bless us with children. God, we have done all. We know how to do. Now we are presenting our case based on your word, knowing that you are faithful and true to what you have said. She took the contract, that piece of paper filled with scriptures, and she placed it on a bathroom mirror where she could see it again and again. We got a week, month after month, she just kept reminding God what he had promised. About two years later, God blessed them with twins, and today they have three beautiful children. God is faithful to his word. My questions are all, my questions are, are you presenting your case? Do you have any proof? Have you done as L-I-S-A did and found the promise he made? So you can, so you can say, God, you said, you would, you would make me a happy mother of children, God. God, you said you would restore what the enemy has stolen. God, you said you would give me the desires of my heart. If you present your case before God, the good news is that Jesus is, call, is called our advocate. Another word for advocate is lawyer. Is lawyer. In the courtroom of heaven, imagine Jesus is our lawyer. God is the judge. As long as you present your case based on God's word, you cannot lose. He will be faithful and true to his word. It would be good for all of us to do as L-I-S-A did and make a list of the promises we are standing on. Put it up on your bathroom mirror somewhere 
where you will see it often, all through the day, week after week. Just keep reminding God what He promised you. When those thoughts, when those thoughts come, come telling you that you that you are never that you are never rising higher. You are seeing your best days present your case. You can say, God. You said the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. God, you said the glory of the, la of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. God, my case is not based on what I fear. It's not based on the, on the economy. It's not based on a medical report. It's not based on what somebody said about me. My case is based solely on your word, and I know, and I know you cannot lie. What you say you will do, that's what it means to present your case before God. But sometimes, especially when it's difficult, instead of presenting our case, we plead our case, God, please, you have got to help me, God. I went to church, I went to church last weekend, God. I'm a good person, I volunteered at the shelter, God. I'm begging you to do something. The problem with that is, you don't have any proof. You are not taking any evidence. You are just you are just describing to God how you feel. You are just describing all the circumstances. But if you are, but if you are presenting your case like you would in a court of law, you have got to be prepared. You you don't just walk in and say, Judge, I need some help instead. You take documents, you take evidence, you have done your your research. In the same way when you go into the court of heaven, so to speak, you have got to remind God what the contract says. God, you said no weapons formed against me were prosper. Here's my evidence, Isaiah chap chapter 54, verse 17. God, you said you are a very, God, you said you are a very present help in my time of trouble. Here's my evidence, Psalm 46, verse 1. Verse 1. God, you said the strength of the wicked is being cut off, but the power of the godly is being increased. Here's my evidence on chapter 75, verse 10. When you go to God with evidence, with what he said, that's a powerful case. That's an unbeatable case. You may be busy pleading your case, but if, but if you switch over and start presenting your case, you will see God begin to change things in your favor. I know a lady who was at odds with her teenage daughter for several years. She often came to Lakewood to pray. She was always upset and discouraged. I would do my best to cheer her up and try to convince her to keep believing, but it seemed like she wasn't coming in to pray so much as to complain that God wasn't doing enough. I shared with her this principle. Instead of complaining to God, you need to remind you need to remind God what he promised you. I gave her the scripture in Proverbs chapter 31, in Proverbs chapter, chapter 31, verse 28. It says, children will rise up and call their mother blessed. Now this woman's daughter was calling her every name except blessed, but still the mother took it to heart. She stopped complaining and instead went through the day praying, Father, you said my children will rise up and call me blessed. Instead of complaining when the daughter was disrespectful, the mother prayed, the mother prayed, Father, you said my daughter will call me blessed. She, 
She found out the promises God used her children or a gift from God to be enjoyed. She presented her case, made her arguments, and brought forth her proof. About three years later, her daughter, her daughter had a total change of heart today. The mother and daughter are best friends. She's as kind and respectful as can be. They do everything together, including coming to church together. The mother told me just recently, Joe, n- Joe now, when I say my children will rise up and call me blessed, I don't, I don't say it by faith anymore. It's, it's become a reality. God, God has brought that promise to pass. That's what God wants to do in all of our lives. Are you pleading your case or are you presenting your, your case? But by reminding God what he promised you, there is an amazing promise in Genesis chapter 12, Verse 2 that God makes to all of us, referring to the seed of Abraham. God says, I will make your name great. Another translation says, I will make your name distinguished. That's a great promise to remind God. I have a friend who grew up in a family with a very bad reputation. Their name was anything was anything but, but distinguished. They were known for crime, drugs, and other illegal activities. Many of his relatives had gone to prison. Their reputation as criminals went back for three or four generations. As a young man, he gave his life to Christ. He headed down a better path. He he was doing his best to overcome all this negative baggage. All this negative baggage. But it seemed like this dark cloud followed him everywhere he went. When people learned his last name, especially in his community... They treated him differently. They didn't want they didn't want to to have anything to do with him. It was like he wore this badge of dishonor. I told him to remind God of his promises every day he needed to say, God, you said you would make my name great. You said if I would honor you, you would honor me. Instead of pleading his case and saying, God, this is not fair. Why was I born into this family? Why do I have to deal? With this bad reputation, he presented his case. God, you said you would make my name distinguished. He went on to become a very successful coach. One day, he brought me a photograph in which he was accepting an award. He was chosen as the coach of the year in his school district. In that school, in that school lobby, there is a plaque, plague, with the names of all of the winners of that, of that award each year. They add a new coach to it. He pointed to the top name and said, Coach of the Year, and under it, in big bold letters, the plaque read, Distinguished Honorees. There was his name. He smiled and said, Joe, God has made my name distinguished. God is a faithful God. Don't plead your case. Don't tell God why you can't be successful, why you can't get well, why you you will. Never. Get out of debt. Present your case. Remind God what he said about you. Make a list of the promises you are standing on. When you go to the courtroom of heaven, so to speak, take some evidence. Bring your proof. God, you said I'm blessed and cannot be cursed. Present your case like my sister, L-I-S-A, God. You said you would make me the happy mother of children. God, you said you would restore what the enemy has stolen. Don't keep silent. Remind God again and again. Not nagging God, not begging God. No, no. Go to him in faith with a, you said, if you, if you put God in remembrance of his promises 
and do not put him in remembrance of your fathers. Then he will be faithful to his word, what God promised he will do. Okay, that's the end of chapter 12. Okay, bye.